Welcome to With Maze and Mal, a podcast where two sisters come together to talk about growing up, living life, all while managing a rare chronic illness. We have lots to say and we are finally sharing our stories. We want to acknowledge that we know everyone's experience will look different and everyone's story is valid, so don't think your journey has to look just like ours. We are not medical professionals, so any recommendations we make on here are based on our own experiences and any changes you make to your care should be discussed with your providers. In this episode of With Maze and Mel, we talk about the upcoming Thanksgiving holiday, our favorite traditions, how to be creative if your loved ones are far away, and how to be safe during this unprecedented time, and a quick plug for the importance of health insurance. So before we dive into talking about all things Thanksgiving, we did want to mention that now through December 15th is open enrollment for the healthcare marketplace. This means for those who don't have health insurance, now is your opportunity to buy a plan. And yes, this is part of the Affordable Care Act and what some people call Obamacare. So to learn more about what your options are, and learn about the marketplace in your state, go to healthcare.gov and you can browse plans in your area. Make sure that you use that website because there are a lot of websites offering Obamacare plans and saying that they're part of the healthcare exchange, Um, but the official website is healthcare.gov. And yes, I do definitely wanna acknowledge that healthcare insurance is very, very confusing. Um, It can be hard to understand what you need. It can be hard to understand what you can afford. Um, And there are many, many different companies and plans. So through the marketplace, there are people that are called navigators. You can reach out to through the customer service component of their website, and they can help you decide what plan best fits your needs and your financial situation. And some people may be asking, do I really need health insurance? I'm healthy. I don't, you know, feel like I want to pay for something else. And, you know, I do just want to say that although it may be a just in case, there are people that go bankrupt all the time due to medical expenses. And all it takes is one unexpected emergency to drain your bank account. It can be for you or a loved one and healthcare is expensive. And one thing that I've learned uh, in my experience, even having multiple sources of insurance coverage is that of all things, hospitals will waste no time sending you to collections. So if you get a bill and you don't pay it right away, they don't care. (laughs) Um, And even going to the emergency room can cost you thousands of dollars just stepping inside. So um, we are firm believers that if you're able to have health insurance, um, you know, looking into those options. And if you don't make enough for a plan, depending on your state, you may qualify for Medicaid as well. So continue to research those options, and you do have until December 15th uh, to enroll in a plan. Yeah, um, I think it's, I always get a little bit salty about this because we, I think, have to have health insurance. I was just talking to a friend about this, and I pulled up uh, one of my claims for our TPN and supplies, and for about a week's worth of TPN, I think mine was like $1,600, um, which is more than my rent and it's, it's my rent and a half. Um, so it is, a, it is something of a privilege to not have health insurance. Um, and it's like Mel said, like it, all it takes is one accident or one illness or 
you know, something unforeseen for it to really uh, turn things on their head. So um, the other thing I just want to add is I personally um, always thought insurance was like the equivalent of uh, the devil <laughs> on earth. And some, I think the concept of it can be, um, but the people who actually work there are not. Um, I just recently had to call my insurance company to get some uh, things sorted out. So my company got paid and I built it up in my head to be this huge ordeal. And I ended up calling and being on hold for a while definitely stinks, but um, I got a lot done while, you know, I was on hold on speakerphone. <laughs> um, and when I finally got a person, she was so sweet and she helped me figure out what I needed to do. So um, I think, you know, obtaining health insurance can be the same thing. It seems really daunting. Um, and it can be, you know, tough to navigate, but there are people out there to help you. So including Mal and I, mostly Mal. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I actually just got blood work that was long overdue. And if you listen to our last episode, you can hear what an ordeal uh, some of that was. And I looked at my claims uh, yesterday and for one appointment for like my annual uh, labs and the ones that I get, you know, every few months, it was over $4,000. And because of private insurance and, you know, my consistent expenses, I didn't owe any, anything. So you think it's, you know, a, a big deal to pay a premium every month or have it taken out of your um, paycheck if you do have it through your employment. But man, when you see those numbers, it really puts things in perspective. So like Maisie said, we are happy to help answer any questions if you're interested in using the marketplace or to determine if you might be eligible um, or if you are unable to afford a plan, um, but you're trying to navigate the Medicaid system. So um, please reach out if you need anything. Um, and if you don't enroll in a marketplace plan through December 15th, your next opportunity will not be until uh, the next open enrollment or if you have what is called a qualifying life event. So um, if you get married, if you have a baby, if you uh, lose your current coverage, um, all those things give you a little bit of a window to enroll in coverage. So that's our quick plug for the importance of health insurance uh, and open enrollment. Cool, thanks for that, Mel. I think that's important to talk about um, as daunting and uh, boring as it might be, it's important. <laughs> but now that that's out of the way, let's talk Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving is, well, it'll be tomorrow by the time we post it. So it's Thanksgiving is tomorrow. Um, <laughs> you guys, my brain is already on holiday mode. We've got two weeks left of the semester and I am barely scraping by. Um, <laughs> So we just wanted to talk about, you know, what our Thanksgiving is going to look like this year, um, like Mal said, but also, you know, what it used to look like, what some of our favorite traditions were, some of our favorite memories. Um, our cleaning lady is choosing to vacuum the hallway right now, so uh, bear with me. Um, some of our favorite Thanksgiving foods, you know, how we've had to change our plans this year, things like that. So. Um, yeah, I think we should start with some of our favorite traditions. So like in the past, what are things that you remember most about our Thanksgivings? 
So I think Thanksgiving for our family was interesting because I feel like we did many different things over the years. Um, and uh, many years we would go to Connecticut to visit our dad's side of the family who lived there and our aunts and uncles and cousins. And I remember that was really like the kickoff for the holiday season. And so we would like all get in the car and pack up. And it was usually like when I was in college, like the end of a semester or like just school break. And I remember very specifically getting like Dunkin' Donut iced coffee, like for the road. And, you know, on the way back, it would always be like the start of Christmas music and things like that. But I just remember like being with family and just the feeling of everyone being together and like always food cooking and people laughing and playing games and, um, you know, wrestling and making the kids cry and playing cards. I remember one, one big thing was we always played cards, um, with dad's side of the family. And I, when I was younger had to like, I couldn't play on my own yet. And I remember Nana promising me when, when you're 10, you can have your own hand of cards. And so I turned 10 and somehow there was a miscommunication and I didn't get to play my own hand. And it was like serious meltdown mode. Like this had been something that I was waiting for for years. And I think after that, they just like had forgotten they promised that. And then I got to play my own hand, but it was like, in my head, it was just this, this false promise like that a, I had been looking forward to for so long. Like the reason to turn 10 was so I could play cards. It was like um, a coming of age moment. Apparently. And it was so arbitrary because I don't know, I don't know that that rule ever existed, but someone had said something one time that stuck with me. And so, you know, eventually I got my own hand at cards and we played many, many card games after that. But those are just some of the things that I remember. And also always going shopping on Black Friday. And mom hated going to the mall on Black Friday. And I remember going to this specific mall in Connecticut and it was bananas, but we would just like go crazy and we were so spoiled and not gonna lie, that was one of my favorite things, so. Yeah. I think I, so I remember cards being like chaotic. <laughs> like I, everybody, it's really funny that you like really wanted your own hand because I refused to play cards for years. I don't think I actually played cards with our family until I was probably like 13 or 14 because I was so scared. It was stressful. It was, it was so stressful. And we, it's really funny because we played, um, this summer, our aunts and uncles came up and we played again and they were still trying, it was like, like no time had passed. Like they were still trying to like change the rules on me and like make me think I was playing it wrong. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. Like, and I don't know, like, I feel like every family has like their one thing that they like do that's like weird. And ours was always cards. And we used to play for money, like yeah. intense, intense it was high, money. It was high stakes. And depending on who all played I mean you could walk away with like 10 bucks or something it was pretty high I remember mom and dad 
telling the story that like that would be their gas money to like get home. Yeah. So it was like it was high stakes and yeah. we used to always have like quarters at Nana's house like and people would put their name on the bag and god forbid if you took someone else's quarter money it yeah. was the fact that we just had like $30 in quarters like sitting in a drawer now we, like, we still makes do. me laugh at mom and dad's house we still have card money mom has her little she got she upgraded she got like a fancy change purse like nana used so to funny. have and i still have my shitty little ziploc bag of quarters and we still play i think we're gonna play tomorrow probably mom was nice. like yeah, we have to play cards so yeah but yeah i think that's really funny and the other thing i remember is like like we were talking about before um just waking up to the smell of food. Like we would always stay at our aunt and uncle's house and like the food or the house always smelled like amazing food. Like when you saute like garlic and onions, but it would smell like that constantly. And like, like you, you were saying earlier, like whenever we cook now, like that's what we think of. Cause like mm -hmm. that was such a big part of it. And I think that can be really hard for some people. Like um, I know at some conferences and stuff, people talk about how difficult it is that some holidays are so um, centered around food. And like, I always ate some, but like you didn't eat for a while. So like, what was that? What was that like for you? Like holidays that are so food based without eating? Yeah. So first I want to say we were also super spoiled because our extended family mostly worked in the hospitality industry um, and our uncle was a really fancy chef and so there was always food and it wasn't just like regular food it was like amazing food so we were very 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 spoiled in all the ways um, with our traditional holidays um, so for me you know I I don't I don't remember not eating like I didn't eat for most of my life, um, but it was always presented as an option and I was always included. And so it wasn't really a big deal. I was always sort of just given things to try if I wanted to. And one of my very favorite holiday memories is Grammy, her mom's mom, would always make stuffing. Cause I think before we would go to Connecticut, you know, we would have a Thanksgiving meal at home too. Um, with family that was in the area at the time or just our immediate family, Grammy would always make stuffing and I would rip up the toast. We would make stuffing from scratch and I would always rip up the bread. And I have a really wonderful picture of us doing that. And that's one of my favorite things, but I always was, was super involved and food, you know, I think you and I have talked about was really just our family's love language and Nana always you know would have these just Martha Stewart-esque parties and it wasn't so like there was food but it was also just the idea of being together and so you know I would sit at the table if I wanted to and you know I know people have varying levels of comfort with being a part of a meal if they don't eat and especially for people who may have experience food and then have an onset of you know a, a health condition that prohibits from them from eating like now if i couldn't experience food that would be really really hard for me because especially right now like not going places like not a lot to do <laughs> um and you know we cook meals together and it's part of our routine and 
you know, our social lives and things like that. So I definitely understand people's different perspectives, you know, if they had experienced food. But for me, I didn't eat, you know, truly until I was in high school. So it wasn't something that I had experienced and then it went away. It just was something I didn't really do, but there were things that I would try and I enjoyed like the experience of it. And one thing about our family is that they were always really accepting and understanding and, you know, didn't really make it a big deal that we weren't eating. And I think sometimes it was harder for like our grandparents to understand because I think just generationally, they didn't truly understand like the medical side of it, of why we didn't eat. Um, But other than that, you know, I think people were just really happy that we were there and that we were healthy and, um, you know, all of us being together. Definitely. And I remember like Nana used to always have, um, I think this is more Christmas, so we can talk about it then, I guess, but we, she always used to have like a table of hors d'oeuvres and stuff. And I remember just being able to try things and like, it wasn't a big deal if I didn't like it or like I, you know, ate half of it and spit it out or like just ate the cocktail weenie out of the pig in a blanket or whatever. Like it, there was no like judgment around what we did or didn't eat, you know, like it was just there and we could try it. But like you said, like people were just happy to, to be together and the food was just a piece of it. So, yeah. And we were, we were never like a clean your plate family. Like that was never a thing. And, and mostly for those reasons, like, you know, we would be sitting there all day and, you know, so I'm sure that there were conversations that happened, you know, that we weren't privy to about, you know, why we did or didn't eat what we did and how much we did, but that was never a culture in our home of like, take what you're going to eat or clean your plate or. One time mom, I think, I I think she'll be okay with me telling this. I'll ask her before I post it. Um, (laughs) Well, one time mom went to a friend's house when she was younger and they had a a clean your plate rule and uh, she did it or she, she was full and she kept eating and she like puked at their house or something. It was super traumatic. And so she never wanted that to be like the rule at her house. Yeah. that, That also. And, and I definitely, you know, we acknowledge again, like that's definitely a privilege to have, you know, the ability to have food that you may or may not eat. But, you know, for us, that was just how we were included. And, you know, even now there are certain, you know, days that I eat more and days that I don't eat a lot. And, you know, it's, and sometimes, you know, when you're out with people or at a restaurant, you know, they can potentially make it more weird. But I think our family was always, always pretty open to whatever we did or didn't want to do. Yeah. I don't know. I think if people are weird about that, I'm just like, bye. (laughs) I don't know. Um, So, I mean, we, I know we have some plans for Christmas, but like we've kind of been doing the long distance thing during holidays since you guys moved out there. Like it's been, you got, you, you know, would come visit before Christmas or whatever, but like flights are so expensive So I feel like we've kind of like mastered the long distance holiday thing, but um, what, I guess like what advice would you give for people who can't be with their families right now or choosing not to be to keep them safe, which is, you know, tough, but definitely the right thing to do right now. Yeah, it's, you know, it's hard. It's a time to make tough decisions and 
you know, there are people that are choosing to disregard the, the advice from health officials, um, which is unfortunate, but, you know, I think, I think we are kind of pros at it. And this is the farthest away that I've ever lived. And we are, we're a huge Christmas family and we'll talk more about that, but we have actually never really had a tradition for Thanksgiving, like since I've kind of like lived out here and just like been on our own. Um, and so, I don't know, last year, Owen and I just stayed home and cooked, you know, a home chef meal. And, you know, we FaceTime in the morning um, and we FaceTime his family in the evening. And it's just kind of kind of chill and, and relaxing. And one thing that um, we're doing this year, um, we're ordering just a takeout meal from a local restaurant, which I'm really excited about because they really need business and support right now, especially since people can't dine in. Um, so we're doing that uh, to support a business and not have to cook. Um, but one thing that we did earlier um, in the quarantine mode, which I guess is like the year now, is we had sort of like a virtual dinner party um, with mom and dad. And so we both just like set up iPads and FaceTimed and cooked a meal together and then ate a meal together. And it was really fun. And one thing that I think I've thought a lot about during this time is, so Owen and I were long distance for a year and he lived on my iPad. Like we would set him up on the counter. We would make Christmas cookies. We would watch debates. We like, he was a part of the family and he lived on a screen. And so maybe it's a, you know, part of, partly a generational thing, but I think we've gotten really good at having our loved ones be far away. And we've created relationships through our devices, which, you know, is, is sad in a way, but I also think it has informed us for, like, this is what we've trained for, guys. <laughs> like, we can do this. And so even though you can't be with your loved ones, you know, there are options. There are card games you can play online. There are movies. Like, you can do viewing parties. You can, you know, just sort of set each other up in the living room and just kind of go about your business and feel like you're together. There are so many options. And the more precautions that we take now the more holidays we could potentially have together in the future, because this, this won't be forever, but it could give somebody back there forever. So we really are encouraging everybody to be safe and, you know, be creative. Can you make some food and, and sit outside with people, you know, in your community that you feel safe with, you know, can you wear masks and, you know, have an outdoor gathering and stay far apart? Um, but even right now, you know, where I live, they're limiting people to only people in their households. So it's, it's really getting serious and, and people have to take it serious. What about you, Maisie? What are, what are you guys doing? Well, we also did the uh, long distance thing for, you know, five years or so. So we, you know, we spent Thanksgivings with our own families. Kyle and I never did the like FaceTime thing. It was just, we always just texted and like Snapchat and stuff like that. Um, but it, it was funny because I remember like we would send Snapchats of like what was happening like during our own Thanksgivings. Um, and I would go down to his family for like Friendsgiving and stuff like that. So we made it happen. But um, 
yeah, I think there are definitely ways that you can like feel close to people without being close to them. Um, obviously, you and I have both done it. And like you said, like that is what will make things go back to normal. Um, I think the other thing is the importance of keeping your bubble small right now. Like you may have seen that graphic going around that's like, who you think is in your bubble, but also like they have other people in their bubble and those people, you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, every person that you interact with has people that they interact with. So like how small is your bubble really? Um, and it's, it's tricky. Um, mom and dad are still in my bubble um, and I'm back to working remotely in both capacities. Um, so we are going for Thanksgiving there and you know, Kyle has made sure to be safe at work. Um, and come home and jump right in the shower and wash all his clothes and um, take all of those precautions. And we're still wearing masks everywhere we go. So um, we've done a lot to make sure that we can safely have Thanksgiving with my parents. But um, yeah, it's it's been it's been tough really thinking about who you know you can spend time with and how you can do it safely. And um, I think people have gotten very relaxed. Um, and I think that is what is not helping things. And I think people are um, using the holidays as an excuse to be more relaxed, um, which is sad uh, because we all want to travel. You know, we've had, I've had to cancel two trips to come see you guys now. Um, and that is super shitty, but we don't want to bring anything to you guys and we don't want to catch anything ourselves and bring it back home and, you know, put our state at higher risk because, you know, we, we want, you know, we made that choice and yeah, it's just really tough. Um, on the plus side, we have gotten very good at the Zoom thing and I think we are probably, I don't know if mom's already decorated her tree. I'll find out tomorrow. I wouldn't be surprised I think, if she did. I think we're doing it this weekend collectively. We yeah. Okay. okay. We call. have we one thousand percent have our tree up, but it's just a little pre-lit guy. And I okay. believe the agreement because we've been we've been coordinating. Well, that's our, what I was gonna talk virtual- about. So we were like gonna do something of like a virtual like advent calendar. Cause the other thing, I don't know if we're gonna do like a whole ass Christmas episode, but um mom used to have this like calendar of Christmas activities from the beginning of December to Christmas and we would like make cookies or read a certain book or watch a certain movie or have a sleepover under the Christmas tree and like so we've been thinking about ways that we can do all of that virtually so I guess (laughs) I guess setting up trees is going to be this weekend which is good because mine is still at her house um and then you know bake cookies over zoom have a watch party on Hulu or Netflix or whatever so I yeah like I think it's a chance to just get creative like maybe we'll all I really want to buy like a gingerbread house kit and have like a gingerbread making contest or whatever (laughs) so you just have to get creative and think outside the box because that's what's going to keep you and your family safe so I don't know it's tough it's tough and one one other thing too I just remembered is that we've been in the hospital on holidays I was in the hospital on Thanksgiving. Maisie's been in the hospital on Christmas, Christmas Eve. And Thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving. Like, it's not ideal. Like, I would rather see my family on a screen and be able to enjoy a holiday, you know, without eating Thanksgiving dinner off of a hospital tray or, like, 
you know, the, the other things that could potentially come with being in the hospital for COVID. Um, but, you know, I think that's part of what has made us so resilient and be able to pivot during these times is like, we've always had to pivot. So the privilege of people who have never had to be without their loved ones on a holiday or ever like had to navigate health issues during the most wonderful time of the year, like not to, it's, it's hard to not be a little sassy and resentful during this time because watching people go to the airport and fly and travel and say, like, I've had to unfollow so many things on social media, like cooking magazines and just people are just nasty about like, well, I'm going to do this. And, you know, it doesn't matter. We all, we all have immune systems and I'm like, yeah, but that, this is big. This is a real, real issue. And so just seeing people who are able to be oblivious is, has been really frustrating. Yeah. And I know we had talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but like, we don't want to give off the illusion of like toxic positivity either. We know this sucks. We know it's hard not to see your family. We completely get that. But the thing is, like, you have to look at the bigger picture and you have to realize that, like, this is a national issue. And other countries have, like, gotten back to normal because they cared about other people. So I know, I know whoever's listening to this, we're probably preaching to the choir. Right. Um, but just, like, ugh, it's, it's, it's really hard. But, like, you, it's, you just have to do it. You just have to do it. Yeah. Just stay home. <laughs> it's, a, it's a global issue. India just hit 9 million cases. Oh, my God. Like, the fact that people can act like this doesn't, like, affect them because they choose for it not to. Anyway, so, you know, th these are things that, like, we're going to talk about because they're happening in the world around us. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and I – I want to say like, oh, we're not going to get political, but like, it's not political. It's, we're, it's happening. And it's also, global. <laughs> it's, it's a privilege to not be political. Yeah. Like to, 100%. To, to honestly think that nothing that is happening in politics affects you um, is naive. It's a little bit ignorant. And because of the work that I do and the field that I'm going into, I'll get political. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Let's yeah. bring it back to Thanksgiving it's, for now. It's our platform. Um, but I did want to ask you a very important question. So mm -hmm. you're going to mom's for Thanksgiving. I yes. imagine there's going to be food and yes. cooking yes. celebration. What are your favorite Thanksgiving foods? Oh my God. So many. I just looked at my memories this week and I always, I'm the type of person who has to, none of my food can touch. Thanksgiving is no exception. Um, those little plates with the compartments are the best invention since sliced bread. Um, but I really like canned cranberry sauce. Come at me. Um, green bean casserole. Mom's sweet potato pie. And pumpkin pie. Turkey's good. Like turkey and gravy are staples. Don't get me wrong. But the sides are where it's at. I'm, a, I'm definitely a sides person. And we actually were looking at different places to order dinner from. One of them had like the turkey and like stuffing and cranberry sauce. But the other place was a little bit more money. But it had like 
all the like their sides like mac and cheese brussels sprouts like really good like rolls all this stuff um so we ended up going that route um i love stuffing and sweet potatoes doesn't mom do like a sweet potato carrot like mashup she does like a sweet potato casserole she also does like glazed carrots she does like mm. a roasted dinner too with like uh turnips and carrots and stuff but that's that's not i i like sweet potatoes and i also like green green bean casserole and just recently i was realizing that green bean casserole is very like controversial and i think like a regional thing so tell us in the comments or like dm us or something what are some of your like favorite thanksgiving foods do you eat green bean casserole do you know what that is what about mac and cheese because i've heard some controversy about mm-hmm. whether mac and cheese is a thanksgiving food because it it never was for us but again i don't know if it's regional or like i don't know it we're having it here uh, with a meal that we're getting and i also the the my colorado family where um i've had thanksgiving dinner they made um a mac and cheese that was delicious so maybe it is a regional thing um but let us know talk talk foodie to us we want to know all your favorites definitely um and if you don't eat and thanksgiving is hard for you um just know that you could get involved in other ways and um if your family doesn't support you we 100 percent do so we know things are hard and we are always here to listen um we can help with you know ways to get creative during the holidays or how to navigate the health insurance marketplace We've got let us let us let us know what you love on Thanksgiving. Um, my other favorite tradition I forgot to mention is waking up early, making either croissants or cinnamon buns, having a cup of coffee, followed by a Bloody Mary or a mimosa, mm-hmm. um, and watching the parade. Like the parade is on like three times. I will yeah. watch it every single time. And you have to get up early to see the Broadway performances, or you miss them. Is there a parade this year? Yes, I believe so. It's really. I don't know how they're doing it. It'll be interesting to see, but I know something is happening. I don't know if they're just, I don't know. Well, if not, you can always just go on YouTube and watch the old ones because they're all on there. It's true. I will find uh, the information for the parade. um, And since this will be out tomorrow, that may still help people. So I will, we'll put it in the description as to what is happening with the parade because I am very tradition and routine oriented. And if it's not happening, then I will probably sleep later, so. Fair, and it's okay to mourn if the parade is not happening. We, we'll, we'll keep you posted. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that's all we have. Um, best of luck to you during this time. Um, again, we're always here to lend an ear or help in any way we can. Um, and happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye. 